1: and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at
2: chambacasino.com.
3: No purchase necessary. BDW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.
2: As a longtime foreign correspondent, I've worked in lots of places, but nowhere as important to the world as China. I'm Jane Perlez, former Beijing bureau chief for The New York Times. Join me on my new podcast, Face Off, U.S. vs. China where I'll take you behind the scenes in the tumultuous U.S.-China relationship. Find Face Off wherever you get your podcasts. Recorded in Chicago,
1: Illinois, with your hosts, Ken, Matt, Neil, and Jeff, this is Triviality. The cream of the crop!
0: Hello and welcome to Triviality, the show where a lack of seriousness meets a little bit of knowledge. My name is Matt and I will be your host today. Uh, joining me in the studio is Ken and Neil. How are you guys doing today? Good morning. I'm fine. Good Good morning. <laughs> that's, my, that's my Arnold Schwarzenegger. <laughs> We're doing that already? Right off the bat. Good morning. Perfect. How are you? Uh, Jeff's not joining us today. He's off in the woods training for Geek Bowl by himself. Uh
4: He's punching a tree. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, he's punching a tree bare fists.
0: Which yeah. is which is the
1: best way to train. For he has cool. a log on his shoulders with uh, gallons of water that he's running up and down the hills with.
0: I don't know how that helps him learn anything, but he's got his own methods, and gonna, we appreciate it. He's going to have some killer traps though by the end of it. All right. Well, in place of Jeff today, we have a team of two Jessies, Jesse and Jesse. How are you guys doing today?
3: Terrific. Yeah,
2: we're doing all right. Uh, recording live today from the DMV.
0: Oh, perfect. Oh, what a
4: treat. <laughs> yeah. What did Yeah. Treat. so we understand that uh that you had a last minute uh license
2: issue that you had to uh, resolve? That's right. Yeah. That's right. So uh so, we're sitting outside,
0: killing some time here.
4: So if you hear the noise of some crying babies in the background or anything <laughs> like that, it might be it might be yeah. DMV noise. But uh, luckily on the right.
0: weekends, uh, DMVs right. usually aren't too busy, so it should be really quick. But <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. well, we're
4: really appreciative that you were able to still Skype in, and uh, if you need a break to to pop in there, we're happy to do that for you. Sounds good, guys.
2: Yeah, that's... we
1: we can only hope for a good radio that someone is going to scream at one of the Jessies uh, well, about... I
2: I think we have the uh, the. Who wants to be a millionaire advantage of polling the audience at this point? We can Ooh. always just turn around and ask the questions to them if we need to. It sounds perfect.
1: You should, actually. Um, do you guys? How about uh, tell us about how you got into trivia and, and our show and uh, and how you met and all that kind of stuff?
2: Yeah, you want to go first?
3: Uh, I've been playing trivia games since I was little with my family. I'm pretty competitive. My brother makes up his own roles and decides he's right in everything.
0: As brothers but do.
3: <laughs> grew from that into doing some pub trivia and going every week with groups of friends and no matter what city I was living in, I bounced around to different pub trivia places and found the podcast through other Jesse actually. So (laughs) he listens to it all the time.
2: Yeah. I think she actually is the one that got me into trivia. Um, we met at a restaurant we both worked at. I was a server bartender. She worked in the kitchen and she used to go every week to the, uh, to the local pub. And I started following her around to that one. And, uh, and then uh, I met you guys. I think I heard about you through Trivial Warfare. So shout out to those guys as well for uh, hooking us up here. So. No,
1: they're they're great guys and uh, and women. Um, and uh, as far as uh, where you guys live, you're in Michigan, right?
0: Yep, yes. Grand Rapids, Michigan. Grand Rapids, nice. All right, and uh, Jesse is one of our patrons, and we always appreciate all of our uh, patrons and everyone who supports us. Um, One of the perks is at the $10 level, our U.S. champs, they actually get a chance to record our rules. Um, So why don't we play uh, one that's from Sam Carr.
2: There's a whole crowd of people out there who need to learn how to do the the cream. cream.
4: Well, my name's Sam Carr and I'm here to say the rules of the game in a major way. First, you answer ten questions, then that's the first round. Then ten more questions, then that's the second round. Halftime bonus, swing round theme. That's how you be the cream. queen. Answer ten questions, then that's the first round. Then ten more questions, then that's the second round. Bet on the final, thirty
0: points each. That's how you be the, the queen. The cream of the quad. All right. Thanks, Sam. That That is awesome. It's one of my favorite things.
4: <laughs> yeah, it makes me laugh every time I hear it. Yeah, and
0: any of our other $10 and up uh, patrons, if they want to record one, just send it on over to us. Uh, we'd love to hear it.
4: Yeah. Otherwise, we'll just keep playing the reruns of these until uh, until you get sick of them. So,
1: <laughs> And you guys get complete creative control. So, uh, yeah. you know, as, as long as you aren't just throwing F-bombs everywhere, which we have to bleep out, but yeah. have fun with it.
0: It's a lot of work, apparently. That's yeah, fine. It's fine. <laughs> Throw the F-bombs. There you go. Yeah. You guys... th- I'm the one who swears the most <laughs> anyways. <laughs> All right, and today we are going to have Neil and Ken versus the two Jessies. You guys ready to play the game? Yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. Sounds good. All right, question one. This term is derived from the Latin word meaning madness and causes acute encephalitis in warm-blooded mammals.
4: Okay, so the team of Jessies has locked in. Uh, team Jesse and the Rippers, if you will. <laughs> uh, they've locked in, so me and Neil are just going to talk a little bit here. Um From what we've said so far, we can't quite figure out what encephalitis is at this point.
1: I know. I think it's like a common sickness. um, And I cannot... And in madness, madness obviously makes you think of the brain or like being, you know, crazy, like Mm -hmm. maybe a flu or a cold. But I know encephalitis is some sort of uh, medical sickness because I've heard it a million times and I can't.
0: Very specific medical sickness. Yeah. Well,
4: I can't really come up with anything on this one. Uh, I've been thinking... Do you just want to go with, like, lunacy or something like that? I know that's more derived from the moon, but I'm, I'm lost.
1: Yeah, me too.
0: Lunacy? Lunacy is fine. Lunacy. Yeah. All right. They're locking in with lunacy. Uh, uh, what did you guys come up with?
2: Uh, we were thinking along the same lines uh, of the moon route there, so we said lunacy as well.
0: All right. Well, the answer is actually rabies. Yeah. Mm. Rabies? Uh, yep. Uh, I did yep,
2: not think of that. Yeah. No, not even close. <laughs>
0: uh, it's, so it causes... You know, insanity and warm-blooded mammals. Warm-blooded mm-hmm. mammals being the biggest clue, probably. I did not even think of that. Yeah. All right. Well, let's hope for better luck in question two. Um, there is one state capital that ends in three consecutive consonants. Which is it?
1: Um, yeah. Geez. Um, I just need your help here. So, just give me just name any states, and I'm going to try to think of the capital. I'm terrible at this, but California. All right, Sacramento. So it's not Washington. Uh, Washington is. Um...
0: Oh my god. <clears throat> hey, you guys are really bad at this yeah uh, get a Sporkle quiz or something going all right let's uh, yeah <clears> you gonna lock <throat> in with something, something.
1: yeah uh oh, mount yeah. pillier oh okay. yeah what about uh D- what's dc uh, dc's not a state so
0: it doesn't matter <laughs> mount pillier <laughs> <laughs> mount pillier all right you guys are locking in with mount pillier <laughs> With with all the consonants at the end, there's three R's in a row. I think is how. Yeah. right. <laughs> yeah, that's how you're spelling. it? Yeah, it's Mount Mar- Mount Pilier. <laughs> Perfect. Just oh. has Pil- a couple of silent letters oh, in it. Pilier. There. All right, uh, Jesse. What did you say? Bismarck. The answer oh. is Bismarck.
1: I just saw the Bismarck last night that I passed <laughs> over. It was in a glass case, uh, as we are in a glass case of emotion for doing that wrong. <laughs>
0: All right, uh, Jesse and Jesse have relocated, it appears. They finally made it out of the DMV, uh, settling in back home. You guys doing good? Oh, yeah. Picking back up with question three. This toy was invented in 1929 based on weapons once used by Filipino hunters.
1: I think I know this. Yeah, I think I... Yes, that's correct. Yeah, we're okay, good. we're in. We're in. in. Hmm.
2: Boomerang? Boomerang? I think that's more Australia.
3: All right.
2: Let's go with let's go with uh, BB BB gun.
3: Where is that, that early.
2: Yeah. yeah. Sure. Okay. All right. We're, we'll lock in with uh, BB gun.
0: All right. You guys are in with BB gun. Uh, what did you guys say?
1: So uh, Ken wrote down the answer uh, first that confirmed because I was trying to think I I could picture it but then when he wrote it down it uh, it all clicked. So Ken.
4: Yeah. There's uh, usually two things that come to mind when you think of a children's toy that's also historically a weapon one is the boomerang which is from australia as they
0: said the other is the yo-yo and the answer is yo-yo
2: no way oh. wow i didn't know
0: that i don't know how they used yo-yos as weapons uh, there's no video but uh i'm sure it was mildly effective i'm sure it's like uh, the ninja turtles
1: use them (laughs) where they just kind of throw it out and hit them in the face and bring it back
0: They do the around the world yeah i
1: walk the dog (laughs) clock somebody in the chin would
3: you care to demonstrate
0: i I definitely almost wrote a ninja turtles clue in there because that's all i could think of as ninja turtles (laughs) as weapons
1: if we had a yo-yo matt could demonstrate uh he was in the world championships of yoga uh, yoga (laughs) of (laughs) yo-yo i've done both yoga and (laughs) yo-yo yeah he's 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 been doing uh yo-yoga which is doing yoga (laughs) with yo-yos
0: uh, sounds dangerous.
1: Walking the dog and downward dog.
0: Walking the downward dog, <laughs> which is perfect. All right, let's move on to question four. Sure. In 1987, this person released his autobiography, They Made a Monkey Out of Me. Definitely not a lot of confidence. Uh, we got one person in mind. I, I think we should go with that. I feel like that was not in
5: 1987, though.
2: 1987. That's before either of us were born,
0: so... Uh. <laughs> I I was a, a ripe old two at the a? time. So. <laughs> yeah. what'd you kids say? Yeah, yeah, I was two then as well. Dang,
1: uh, uh, hey. no, that's that's my that's, my, that's the year yep. of my birth.
2: Okay, all right, all right. We'll lock in if you guys want to chat.
1: So Ken initially wrote down Charlton Heston, which I think is is a good um, way to go. Leaping off point. I think I want to say the guy who wrote the book though was the one who played the lead monkey, and I, I always... Sit, th- this is the problem with... Uh, ape, please. Ape, yeah, thank you. Uh, damn Monkeys dirty, have tails. Damn dirty ape. Um, <clears throat> the problem here is I always mix up two actors um, in my head, and obviously um, in Clockwork Orange is Malcolm McDowell, mm-hmm. and this guy is also like a McDowell, and I cannot... Uh... It might be McDowell, or it's uh, it's... Oh, man... I know Malcolm McDowell, for sure. Any question about Malcolm McDowell, I'll get. But when I have to think of this guy, right, I think it's go, Andy. Let's go McDowell. Okay. okay.
0: You guys locked in with McDowell. Uh, Team Jesse, what did you say? Man, we didn't. We must have
2: missed picking it up that it was an actor. I was kind of toying with Robin Williams just because I know he, he monkeys around a lot, so I don't really know. Uh, we we went with... Go ahead.
3: Jane Goodall. Yeah.
0: I know she was the chimpanzee <laughs> person don't think it was that old we just jumped on that monkey train um, fit. well so actually it is somebody that people say he monkeys around it's actually davy jones of the monkeys oh, uh, which nobody was even thinking at all apparently oh i liked ken's track there though um let me just yikes
1: uh i'm just gonna look up because uh, it's gonna kill me for the rest of the game and i will not will not be able to play the actor the actor. So I, I
0: thought Charlton Heston would be kind of where the the initial thoughts would go on that. Oh, question. so we would
1: have been okay. It was Roddy McDowell, okay,
0: if he had written that autobiography. Yeah, yeah. if that was anywhere close <laughs> to the correct answer, we would have <laughs> been fine. Right so with guess, with Jeopardy right. rules, we would have so been okay. Yes, a hypothetical ten points for you guys, <laughs> but in reality zero. <laughs> All right, moving on to question five, which is our listener-submitted question. If you guys at home have a question you'd like uh, read on the air, just send it over to us at trivialitypodcast at gmail.com and put question five in the subject line. Uh, We'd love to hear from you. This one is from Richard Flegel. I'm sure he jumped for joy when his song Ride Like the Wind reached number one on the Billboard Hot 100 list in April of 1980. What singer had four number one hits between 1980 and 1984, but failed to crack the top ten ever again? It's mostly attributed to the rise of MTV. I, I know the two songs you're giving
2: me clues to, and I can I can hear him. I can hear him. I just can't can't think of the name.
1: Here's here's my issue. Every time he says "Ride Like the Wind," I think "She's Like the Wind," which is Patrick crazy. Me too. Crazy, yeah. Me too.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: you gotta take that poster down, man. It's throwing <laughs> me up get into your head
1: uh ride like the wind so he jumped jumped okay maybe this is a guy
0: let's just go with that <laughs> okay all right we're in okay all right Well, oh, i'm locked in with the wrong answer all right let's hear that wrong answer
2: all right i just said the guy from rush
0: all right the getty, guy from rush
2: getty lee they okay.
0: s- we'll let you go with
4: getty lee sure we went with uh jack flash well, the hoping ant- that that's a person. He,
0: Jumping Jack Flash, he, gas, gas, gas. he is a person. So, but that is incorrect. Uh you're looking for Christopher Cross. Oh, I I was going to say Christopher Cross. I'm like there's no way that's him
1: cuz he he guessed it on an NSYNC sync song on their debut album. Yeah. And I was like, "Oh, it's probably <laughs> Christopher Cross, but it cuz he did Sailing. Da-da-da-da-da. And the uh anyway.
0: the clue being Ugh. jump, uh which will make you Chris Cross. Oh. Ah. Oh. Which is something that happened in the 90s So you might have heard of that one, Team Jesse yeah. I should have, that was my I, bad I have
1: heard of that one, but <laughs> I missed the jump reference I was
0: going to say, Christopher I Cross one. I should have
4: So after five questions, I believe both teams have ten points Ten points That is ten. a
2: rough first round uh,
4: There's and, uh, still still half of it to go
0: So, <laughs> so there's, there's a chance you guys could come back here So you're saying there's a chance Alright, question six There have been three sports movies that have won Best Picture Name two of them you know you want to just go with these two
2: i don't think that counts as a sports movie otherwise i would say that
3: i don't think that one counts that one might be it i
2: don't think that's one
3: okay then what do we say those two yeah it's okay yeah
2: all right we're in
4: okay so um we're, we're kind of breaking it down by sport here uh, we start with boxing. Uh, Raging Bull did not win.
1: Rocky did for 100%. Because Score
4: says he got screwed for many, many years before he finally cashed in on uh, Departed. Rocky is one of them for sure. Yeah, it's 100% on that one. Um, at the <clears> top <throat> of our list right now, we have Hoosiers, which is basketball. Yep. The Natural, baseball. Yeah, I'm trying to go what by stuff um, automotive racing,
1: archery, Olympic, Olympics, archery. Olympic. Oh, oh, Cherries of Fire. We got it.
5: Yeah, yeah. All right. <laughs>
0: that's, all, that's all i needed okay we're in that was a very roundabout way to get to those answers uh team jesse what were your two?
2: Oh man after hearing you guys talk i, I want to back off of my answers but we went with remember the titans and the blind side which are both football movies neither of which i think are correct at this point okay
1: uh and what did you guys say uh, we said rocky and chariots of fire
0: all right um so the one that you guys didn't say million dollar baby was oh, one I wrote that down. yeah which, i knew it was one more boxing. um one. and then it's rocky and chariots of fire
1: man Ten- i'm a huge clint, clint eastwood fan too and i should have thought of, i wasn't even thinking clint
0: eastwood uh chariots of fire is an automotive one right no that's running running yeah uh, olympic running uh question seven which snl cast member hosted weekend update for the longest number of years I've never seen SNL. Okay. Wow. <laughs> I was gonna say, That's did cool. you just whisper you've you never seen SNL? <laughs> well, it's only been on for forty years, so I could see why you'd miss it. Yeah. <laughs> Shut up. Maybe
2: <laughs> she's busy most Saturdays. Yeah. yeah.
4: So me and Neil both made uh, made lists of
1: pretty much everybody who's ever hosted Weekend Update. Well, we're locked in.
2: But
1: you guys are locked in. I'm...
2: Yeah. I'm up Yeah. Zero
1: help. So we we wrote a lot of names down uh, immediately. We wrote uh, Norm MacDonald, Chevy Chase, Colin Quinn, Jimmy Fallon, and Tina Fey, Amy Poehler, Seth Meyers, Dennis Miller, Gilda Radner, and Jane Curtin. Wow. Um,
4: I'm between Tina Fey, uh, Amy Poehler, and Seth Meyers personally.
1: I, I like those answers. Um, Colin Jost has been at it for a while, too. Yeah, he's been. But and you also want to go old days, too, like when Chevy Chase was doing it. He was only on the show for a limited amount of time, but he probably did it the entire time. And then Dennis Miller was on it quite a long time, too, mm-hmm. with and Norm McDonald, I should say, before he got fired. So, um, you know what? I think it's Seth, Seth Myers, Seth Myers,
4: because didn't he do it with Amy Puller and Tina Fey?
1: Yes, because he did the really segment with Tina with uh, Amy. I
4: think it's Seth Myers, and, right. and he was the one through, through the whole
1: Stefan era, too, right. It would make. Sense. I think I mean, it's Seth Myers. I would. I would give him at least five, five years, maybe, for sure. Right. At least. Okay, that's fine. We can go Seth. It's either going to be an old guy, an old or old guy or old woman from like Jane Curtin or something or Gilda Radner or a new person. So. <laughs> Seth Myers.
2: Yeah. So you're saying it's either going to be an old guy or a new person? That you'd, you'd <laughs> yeah. a that's our logic. They whittled <laughs> it down.
0: So you guys locked in with Seth Myers. Mm-hmm. All right, Team Jesse, what did you guys say? Yeah, Seth Myers. The answer is Seth Myers.
4: All right. all right. It's all logical.
2: You listed probably 15 there that you knew, yeah. and I
0: listed one. <laughs> like, I, I, it's all counted, though. You got it right. It's not quantity, it's quality there. Uh, Seth Meyers has been the host. He hosted for eight years. Uh, mm. Tina Fey and Dennis Miller both hosted it for six years, actually. Yep, yeah, babe. Uh, all right. I think we should move on to question eight. In one of Kafka's parables... This god is depicted as a disgruntled manager who has problems delegating, so he's too busy to ever see his kingdom. Kafka-esque. This question's a little (laughs) (laughs) Kafka-esque. Because it's literally about Franz Kafka. (laughs) Pertaining to Kafka. I actually wrote this question for Jeff, and I'm sad he's not here, and he'll be sad he missed it. Any
1: opportunity for him to say Kafka-esque? Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, the twist is we're we're all inside of a snow globe on someone's desk, doing this <laughs> podcast. very a very existential question. Mm-hmm. The top one.
4: Yeah, that's fine. We just go with that. Okay, we are in. We decided on a uh, polytheistic religion and uh, God, and uh, we're locked in.
2: Okay. Uh, so far, we've just been writing down gods that we know, mostly Roman.
3: I read two Kafka mm-hmm. books: *The uh, Metamorphosis*
0: and *The Trial*. *The Trial* sucks, mm-hmm. but um, it's a very long book. Yeah, quick quick review: it sucks. <laughs> Meta- *Metamorphosis* it's, is pretty short. a decent short, message.
3: Though. It's just very long and the, uh, very Kafka-esque. Yep. <laughs> I was going to
5: say the
2: only word that is permeating my head right now is Kafka-esque, over and over <laughs> again. Yeah. You want to just put that?
3: I guess so. I don't think it's the other ones you've written down.
0: Okay. We'll say Hermes. Okay, locked in with Hermes. And what did Team Triviality say?
4: Uh, We're going to go with Zeus.
0: Okay. Um, what was the other name you had on your sheet? Poseidon. The answer is Poseidon. Uh, Dang it, we
3: had that too.
0: <laughs> when he said kingdom, I thought maybe it was the underwater kingdom
1: of Atlantis. Yeah. And so, yeah, I should have kept it.
0: All right. Question nine. What item would you be ordering from the Pentagon if you were to ask for a portable handheld communications inscriber?
4: Uh, so we're in, so you can feel free to discuss.
2: Okay. All right, we're out loud then. Um, so I am I tried the initials. I had PHCI or P A C E. How have you got that spell? That didn't get me anywhere.
1: I think we're wrong. You think we're wrong?
4: Yeah. It's too late that we've locked in.
0: Okay. All right, well, we'll, we'll go with uh, voice recorder. All right, locked in with voice recorder.
4: Okay, so um, pretty quickly, we just came up with uh, cell phone, thinking that it was like a dumb bureaucratic way to mm-hmm. say cell phone, but I think it's even dumber and more bureaucratic, and I think it's a pen or a pencil.
0: Um, you should have took a little longer. The answer is pencil. Dang. So stupid. That is so, <laughs> so stupid. So, so yeah. Yeah, I, I guess
3: that's wow. a lot of...
0: Uh, we were thinking way too high tech. Of, Yeah, you you need to go a little bit lower there. Uh, military contractors also refer to hammers as manually powered fastener driving impact devices. Do we have this much time
4: <laughs> on our hands, Pentagon?
0: All right, moving into the last question of the round. In what event would you find the Fosbury flop technique used?
2: I know this one, will lock in.
0: All right, I'll trust Neil. Um, are they in? they're locked in yeah
1: okay so i have three answers on the top of my head initially i thought it was the um the stuff they do in scotland when they throw the, the logs mm-hmm. so that was the first thing I, I thought of and then i thought of um the thing when you uh uh pull vault or um high jump when mm-hmm. you do the flop uh, or like a running thing i'm sure whoever did the high jump didn't do it the way that the, the guy did where he like they flopped their body a certain way so maybe it's Or swimming, but I yeah, maybe it's like high jump or pole pole vaulting.
4: Pole vault kind of does that too, but I bet you it seems like more of an innovation for high jumping. Yeah. Because that's the only way to go
1: over on a pole Yeah, to do like a, right, right. So let's go with high jump. High jump, okay. Because he said event, so it made me think of like an Olympic thing.
0: Yeah. All right, you guys are locked in. Yes. And what are you going with? High jump. All right, Team Jesse, what did you say? I said high jump. The answer is high jump. Yeah, good job, Neil. Thank you. Jesse, you said you did uh, a little track and field. Was that what oh, you yeah. I early? used to high jump. Oh, yeah. you, you used to high jump, so, so you're, you're pretty familiar with the technique. It was Fosbury flopping all around. Not, uh, not jumping so yeah. high these days. Mm-hmm.
2: No, I'm a, I'm a pretty tall guy, so it was more flopping than jumping.
0: <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, after the first round, it looks like uh, Neil and Ken are in the lead with 40 points. Uh, Team Jesse, though, right behind with 30 all right we are moving on to the swing round uh designed by me uh today's game is going to be called where in the world is carmen Mix san diego Uh, i'm going to say a foreign mcdonald's menu item and you're going to tell me the country it's located in um i'm going to i'm going to give you the 10 countries because otherwise you would have zero chance on a lot of these Um, so you're basically going to match the country to them Um, ready to write them down Mm
4: -hmm. you said 10
0: yes Uh, They're going to be worth five points apiece. Okay. So we have Japan, Germany, India, Austria, Colombia, the Philippines, Malaysia, Russia, China, and Australia. All right, you guys ready? Yes, we are. All right, number one. The Ebby filet shrimp Burger. Number two, the McNoodles. Number three, the McCurry Pan. Number four, the McNurn Burger. (laughs) That sounds good. How do you spell spell that? Uh, M-C-N-U-R-N Burger. Mm, Mmm, (laughs) McNurn. Number five, the Pineapple Oreo McFlurry. Ew. Yeah, sounds good. Number six, bubblegum squash McFlurry. Come on. These are all real. I looked them up. Number seven, the chicken McDo with spaghetti. Uh, McDo spelled M C D O. Number eight, the mashed potato burger.
4: That I could get behind.
0: <laughs> Number nine, the prosperity burger. <laughs> <laughs>
4: Such an obvious
0: answer for the Yeah, it is, yeah. yeah. Uh, and number 10, the McShrimp. I bet uh, our friend Jeffrey Seguritan
1: is going to know all these because he's obsessed with McDonald's and their <laughs> menus, and he's been to oh, a yeah. bunch.
0: If we have any listeners from any of these regions, if you wanted to send us some of these, uh probably wouldn't need them because it might take a little bit to get over here. But I'd love to see them.
1: Yeah, yeah, send, send us some pictures. <laughs> yeah
3: Play for free at Luckylandslots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary, were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Want to learn how you can make smarter decisions with your money? Well, I've got the podcast for you. I'm Sean Piles and I host NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. On our show, we help listeners like you make the most of your finances. I sit down with Nerdwallet's team of nerds, personal finance experts in credit cards, banking, investing, and more. And you'll walk away with the confidence you need to ensure that your money is always working as hard as you are. So turn to the nerds to answer your real-world money questions and get insights that can help you make the smartest financial decisions for your life. Listen to NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast wherever you get your podcasts.
0: Both teams are locked in. Um, so let's start with the first one. Uh, what did you say for the Ebby filet shrimp Burger Team Jesse? Philippines. Okay.
4: And you guys? Uh, I've been to Japan. I'm fairly confident that's uh, from
0: Japan. That is from Japan. It's a a patty of panko battered shrimp tossed with ebby shrimp tempura sauce and lettuce. All right. uh, McNoodles. Team Jesse, what did you say? Austria. Okay. And Ken? Seems like uh, China. The answer is actually Austria. Ooh. Oh no! <laughs> Apparently, Austrians are really into noodles for a little bit. It's a it's a recent one. It's like a stir fry.
2: Man, that was our. We're out of places to put these, so let's <laughs> stick that somewhere. That's a
0: bad sign for the rest of your answers. Good probably. Job. Yeah. <laughs> Number three, the McCurry pan. Uh, let's start with Ken and Neil. What'd you guys say? Uh, educated guess on India. All right, Team Jesse. Same. India. India is the answer. That one's nice. kind of kind of the gimme on that one, I think.
5: Yeah.
4: If you're the playing in the stereotype.
0: Yeah. Well, I guess. Um, it's actually like it's curried vegetables baked in a cream sauce inside a crispy pan uh, made from bread. Uh, number four, the McNurn Burger. Uh, Ken and Neil, what'd you guys say?
4: I had a feeling in my gut that it's the Philippines on this one. I don't know why. All
0: right, Team Jesse.
2: Uh, I thought maybe it was a play on the Nuremberg Ring, which I think is in Germany, even though that's spelled differently. So we said
0: Germany, and the answer is Germany. Oh, I funny.
1: told you. I said it was perfect in a German accent. The
0: Burger. It's actually a three. <laughs> it's three bratwurst served on a bun with mustard and onions. That sounds good. Yeah, so not too bad. Not really a burger, but okay. <laughs> way better
3: than the bubblegum squash. Yeah, <laughs> See, it, it
1: just rolls off the tongue. Zim <laughs> Burger.
4: Dutch boy, get over here, bring the McNunberg.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I did not eat it. I'm sorry, please. All right. <laughs>
4: That's none of that stuff. Once again, the Dutch accent is actually a German accent done by Neil.
0: <laughs> the pineapple Oreo McFlurry, Team Jesse. What did you say? Malaysia. All right, uh, Ken and Neil. Colombia. The answer is Colombia. No. So it's it is it's just what it sounds like. It's just soft serve with Oreo and pineapple.
4: Uh, that doesn't sound too bad.
0: Yeah. Uh, bubblegum squash McFlurry. A lot of debate over this one. Uh, Ken and Neil, what did you guys say? Malaysia. All right. Team Jesse? China. Yeah. The answer is Australia. Mm. It's actually a soft serve ice cream blended with marshmallows, the marshmallows being the squash, and that's what they call them. And uh, it's got bubblegum flavored syrup. So, no actual squash in it. Uh,
5: All right. Okay, so, it actually doesn't sound that bad. bad. Okay, yeah, yeah, it sounds
0: a lot better when you know what it is. Uh, number seven, the chicken McDo with spaghetti. Team Jesse, what did you say? Australia. All right.
4: Wrong. Yeah we now know it's wrong But we also said Australia
0: And it's the Philippines mm. uh, It's actually a value meal with fried chicken and spaghetti With red sauce oh,
1: God. Is it mom's spaghetti and your palms are yeah, sweaty?
0: Spaghetti, spaghetti Makes your knees weak mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> Arms heavy Yes.
0: Free vomit on your sweater already okay. <laughs> Number 8, the mashed potato burger Team Jesse, what did you say?
1: Um, we said Russia
0: Alright, uh, Ken and Neil? Yeah, incorrectly we said Germany And it's China. Hmm. It's actually a, (laughs) it's a beef patty topped with bacon and mashed potatoes, and it was part of McDonald's Beef 2012 Manly Campaign in China. Beef uh, 2012 Manly
4: Campaign. Trying to get people to. If you gave us that whole. Potatoes. If you gave us that whole description, we might have been
0: able. to Trying to man up China, I guess. I don't. I'm not particularly sure why. Potatoes is a manly
3: meal. Yeah.
5: Yeah,
0: yeah, and bacon. And there's bacon, so. And bacon. Just a hungry man, frozen Mm -hmm. dinner. (laughs) <laughs> On a burger, yeah, <laughs> perfect. Uh, the prosperity burger. Uh, Ken and Neil, what'd you guys say? That's got to be Russia. And Team Jesse.
2: Yeah, we were we were trying to come up. Where I've heard prosperity all the time, and I said Japan, but I know that's wrong
0: now. It's actually Malaysia. Oh. Um, and it's basically just the McRib that they decided to call the Prosperity Burger. Because <laughs> I guess you can do whatever you want. Uh, number ten, the McShrimp, Team Jesse. Columbia, that's all we have left. And Ken and Neil. Austria. And that's actually in Russia. Uh, it's a side dish option of breaded shrimp that you could add to any meal. That's not bad. Yeah. Hmm. Um, so uh, three right for each of you guys, adding 15 points to your score, uh, which is going to bring us to 55-45 after the swing round. Tight game. That was fun. Yeah.
4: We did not do well, but it was fun.
2: That was a good one. <laughs>
4: yeah.
0: If you're not gonna do well, at least it'll be, you'll learn something. No, our easy. our
4: apologies, our apologies yeah. to those ten countries. <laughs>
0: right. Yeah, where's our toy, our Happy Meal toy? Yeah. yeah. All right, let's kick off round two with question one. In this show's 1998 finale, the main characters recreate a conversation they had in the pilot episode of the show in the final scene. It's about nothing really. Yeah, I got it. Yep, we're in.
2: Okay, this, this might be, he said it's about nothing, really, which I, I know somebody has in the past said uh, Seinfeld is a show about nothing. Um,
3: I think it's around, possibly around that time. Okay.
2: I don't know if um, I'm just fishing for clues in what he said. <laughs> if not, there was actually a clue there. Yeah. You
3: want to guess if that? If you're thinking it's not Friends because that was my first guess, then I think Seinfeld's a good guess. All right, I think we should say that.
2: Seinfeld is our lock-in.
0: You guys locked in with Seinfeld, you said? Yep. Yes all right and what did you guys say we also went with seinfeld and the answer is seinfeld I mean, oh, okay so you did <laughs> drop a clue in there yeah the convoy thinks about a button right yeah so at the first episode he comments on george leaving his top button unbuttoned uh and then when they're sitting in the prison cell he mentions it again and uh george says um, haven't we had this conversation before and he's like i think so
1: <laughs> it's an that's an underrated finale everyone hated it at the time but when you rewatch it i mean to to get all those cast members back uh, Cameo characters back, and then to end with them in jail doing the same shit they do every
0: day. <laughs> it's just really funny.
4: It's it's their own personal hell. Yeah, great.
0: All right, moving on to question two. Paul Rudd was definitely feeling the power when he starred in this 1990s ad for this product. Oh, I got, I got it. Okay. Man.
5: Wow. No, that's so okay.
2: Paul Rudd. Oh, jeez. Recently in and in the Avengers series, uh, recently,
5: um,
2: I feel the power. Feel
3: the power. Okay, what kind of ads are you thinking
2: of? Laundry detergent for some reason. Laundry detergent. Yeah, I don't know why. Um, I always, always feel detergent.
4: very powerful when <laughs> I do my laundry.
2: Yeah, yeah. I, it, it's like it's like stain, powerful stain remover or something like that.
4: I don't know. I don't know. Cleaning power, I'm just pressing that heavy soil
1: button. Like OxyClean kind of.
2: thing? <laughs> Billy Mays here. That's the power of OxyClean.
3: <laughs> I mean, I don't have any specifics. Okay. So if you want to go. All
2: uh, right, I'm saying we're saying Tide.
0: Okay.
1: Locked in with I have Tide. No answer. Uh, so yeah, we went uh, we went with something that's just so bad with the Power Glove.
0: All right, so you guys are really close. It's oh. not the Power Glove. It was a Super Nintendo commercial. Oh no okay. way! Yeah, so well, we were on the right track. The, oh, uh,
2: I'm, I'm, now I can see like yeah. uh, Mario getting like supersized and like, yeah. electrified, powered up.
0: Right. The tagline being "Now you're playing with power."
2: Was mm-hmm. Paul Rudd like? Did he have the
4: controller in the commercial and he's like moving his body with the game? Yes. Like they always do? It, was,
0: it was the most '90s commercial you'll see. Pressing buttons as fast as he can, which is mm-hmm. which is how you play video games, apparently. Right. That's how I play video games. <laughs> All right, question three. Which was the first country to use paper currency? Oh, I've heard this before for sure. This was not in the 1990s, just so you guys know. Oh, okay.
4: (laughs) Personally, I think we should switch back to a coinage system Mm -hmm. so we could carry around our coinage in a pouch.
0: (laughs) A little sack of gold. And then when (laughs) you
4: owe somebody money, you just throw them the whole pouch. They catch it. Yeah,
0: back to bartering for And then they bite
4: the coin make sure it's real gold
0: sure all right all right we're locked in united states of america all right and what did you guys say we went with the same uh well it's actually home of the mashed potato burger it is china oh Oh. yeah ken and i were between china australia and the u.s and china was actually used during the tang dynasty in the 7th century wow it goes way back yeah i was thinking china moving on to question four what would indianans Likely call a pairing of a youngling and four roses. What's a what's a youngling?
4: I know what that is. Like a kid. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just joking.
5: Indiana is right. like um,
0: Hoosiers. Hoosiers. Yes. Uh, what would Hoosiers likely call a pairing of youngling and four roses?
5: It's
4: probably just a regional specific. <laughs> yeah, we could just be
2: All less right. specific. I think. So
0: they are locked in. Okay. Team Jesse, you guys locked in or still thinking? No,
2: not yet. We're we're working through it. Okay. Um, we, you guys are locked in, yeah? Yeah, yeah. so we know Yung is a beer, it's like a cheap, light lager. Mm-hmm. Um, we got, that, in, we got like that far as well. It's a lager, yeah.
3: Pennsylvania.
2: Four roses is
3: four roses, I'm pretty sure, is a, like a creamy strawberry tequila. Yeah, and...
2: <laughs> yeah, which one? That's, a Rose All
3: right.
1: that's not in Indiana, All so right. I don't think it would be relevant. We'll
0: lock in with Rose Bomb. All right. Locked in with a rose bomb. Uh, Neil and Ken, what did you guys say?
4: We locked in with the very similar flower bomb.
0: All right. Um, So, Youngling is a beer. You guys came up with that. Uh, Four Roses being a whiskey. um, Serving beer and a shot of whiskey um, owes to Purdue uh, from Indiana. It'd be a Boilermaker. Oh, oh. so stupid oh, I've heard of that. I feel bad about myself what's
1: the thing that's
3: the strawberry tequila
0: it's not bad I guess It is not a four roses now uh, that sounds very terrible though. <laughs> I hope it's nothing Yeah.
3: no my friend used to drink it it came in a little black bottle oh, we
2: people. should have gotten that one I know I if I had gotten to Purdue I would have gotten to Boilermaker mm-hmm. eventually well yeah.
0: Well, Not, good try, guys. There was a lot, a lot of interesting discussion there. Game. All right. Uh, moving on to question five of this round, Uh listener submitted. It's from Jonathan Berlin Uh Thanks, Jonathan. What is the most northern North American city that is home to a professional sports team? And that's the NFL, NBA, NHL, or MLB.
2: Oh, I've heard this question.
0: Uh, North American city. You, you, know, you know
1: more about that than I do, so.
4: I mean, I know the teams, but I don't know the geography, per se. But I do have some frame of reference on where some of these are. Okay. Ooh, maybe. Okay. Okay, we're in.
2: So we've got Toronto, Quebec, Montreal. we got Toronto Maple Leaf, the Montreal Can- Canucks, I think.
5: Canadian Canucks,
2: I Canadian, the, There's the Canadians. I don't know where they all oh, are. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You're right think albany has a hockey team too doesn't it they're like the i think it's a music
3: note or something. also canada comes down like this so like even like washington might be higher than yeah. some of the stuff if we draw the line that way
4: a couple hockey fans over there i see
3: <laughs> um uh shoot uh, but i still think canada is probably our best guess if we're not confident in yeah. any of the other ones okay all right i'm fine with montreal
0: we'll say montreal all right locked in with montreal what'd you guys say
4: so i would say i would say that the the like northernmost five, six, seven teams are Buffalo and um, all the Canadian hockey teams. So we knocked a few out. We got down to Calgary and Winnipeg. And I think it's Winnipeg is the furthest north, but I'm not sure because I don't do geography very well. <laughs>
0: You're going to have to go a little further north. The answer is actually Edmonton. Edmonton. Ah, the Oilers. Edmonton show. Oilers, dang it. <laughs> you guys were in the right country, and that's, that's a moral victory at this that's point. That's what counts all right question six in wine most people order wine by the bottle or if they're having dinner with their in-laws maybe a magnum did you know however that there are much bigger size bottles all coming with biblical names within two bottles how many bottle equivalents would a methuselah of wine be
1: i've heard of this some um, who's methuselah
4: methuselah allegedly lived for like a thousand years i think
1: is it a thousand or a hundred years Oh, no, that's 100 uh,
4: is doable. So,
1: one for, one for each year that they lived,
4: Methuselah lived allegedly a uh, unrealistic amount of time.
1: Tw- I'm trying to think how big that would be because a bottle <laughs> That'd of be wine, huge. I mean, there is so the ones at Cooper's Hawk, they have those, sh- a barrel. they have the huge ones at Cooper's Hawk. So, 20, yeah, I don't know, 20 or 25, you think. So, we go 23, we'll get 25
0: and 21. <laughs> I don't know
4: i say just 20.
3: We're good, too.
0: All right, let's start with Team Jesse. What did you guys say? Uh, We just went with a big number in the Bible, which is 40. Mm. So 40. All right. And Ken and Neil?
2: Just 20.
0: All right, you guys are both a little high. It's actually eight bottles. Wow. Oh, I was going to
4: say Is there, seven, Is there seven. reasoning? I was
2: trying to reason this. There
0: is no reasoning. Okay. Yeah.
2: There I was is like, no reason. I, I heard you say, well, who is Methuselah in the Bible? And that's where I was at, too, trying to figure out, is he, like, the eighth wife of somebody? Or I don't
1: know. We're almost at Methuselah, Methuselah levels Methuselah of incorrect was answers known here.
2: for living for,
4: uh, like, an unnatural lifespan.
0: Question seven. What were the names of the two street gangs in West Side Story? Oh, finally. Oh. Oh. I'll lock in. <laughs> This wasn't the next question, but I thought you guys needed one. All right, team, we're right? in. <laughs> Thanks, bud. <laughs> what, did you really sub that one in? No, I mean, it's on my list, but it wasn't next.
2: All right, you guys in?
0: Yeah, yeah. Okay. All right, uh, Ken and Neil.
4: Well, I'm on the Jets, and Neil is on the Sharks. So. Yes.
0: Yeah. Okay. Yeah, when uh, you're a Jet. Team team Jesse. Here come the Jets and the Sharks. And the Sharks. All right, points on the board Yay. for <laughs> Yay.
5: Yay.
1: Until uh, we learn later, Matt just switched one of his questions out to make us feel better, yeah.
0: <laughs> and there was
4: much
1: rejoicing. There are moral victories in yeah, triviality. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we're all snapping and dancing in here.
0: <laughs> all right. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on to question eight. During World War One, this disease caused one-third of all soldier deaths. Oh,
2: yeah, yeah. Okay, okay, we're good. Uh, um, does bullet holes count? They've died of... Bullet holes. <laughs> they,
1: they got we'll see, a bad case we'll, of bullet holes. <laughs> having
4: a fit over here.
1: <laughs> no, I just, all I hear is, uh, Private Brimley, why can't you continue in this war? I got diabetes.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Private Brimley. I'm <laughs> diabetes. Um, uh, yeah,
3: I think Scarlet Fever's our best guess so far.
2: All right. So yeah, far. We'll lock in. Do you have
3: anything else? Oh, no,
2: I don't. All right. Scarlet Fever is our lock in.
0: All right, locked in with Scarlet Fever. Uh, What did you guys say?
2: Uh, Good old fashioned
4: influenza.
0: Can you be a little more specific?
1: Uh, It's a. Oh my god, I know this too. It's um. Oh my god, I want to say it's the Great Flu, but it's not. No, no.
4: Uh, What about?
1: uh... I know it all if I hear it.
4: Like what about an animal?
1: Yeah, yeah. It's not the avian flu, obviously. Um, pig flu. Pig flu. No. Uh, I had H1N1 for shortly. Really? Yeah, that's that's different. That's different. I know
4: it. I know it is.
0: I can't be more specific on the flu. I
1: can't. Yeah, I can't either. I don't. I know if I uh, will go legionnaires.
0: All right. So the answer I'm looking for is the Spanish flu. Spanish
1: flu. Oh, oh yeah, that is yeah. Yeah. Spanish flu. Uh,
0: I mean it. it, It's that's what it's called when it's referred to by the soldiers. That's fine. Influenza is close, but Spanish flu is what I'm looking for. So no points there. Question nine. What five tastes can a human distinguish? Yeah, or, or is, yeah. That, is that the fifth one? I
1: thought that was that's always the, the sixth. I think that's the fifth one. Or Maybe there is only five then, because the fifth one everyone forgets. I think there used to be four. Oh, eight. that's
0: right. That's right. Yeah, yeah, we're good. We're locked in.
2: All right. All right. We'll go ahead.
0: Team Jesse, you're a little more undecided. Why don't you go with yours first?
2: Go ahead.
3: We had bitter, sweet, sour, savory, and which one of these? Bottom. Spicy.
0: Okay.
4: So I'm going to start with a uh, very quality sauce, which would be sweet and sour. And then what we are often in the Triviality Studio, which is bitter and salty. And uh, the last one is umami.
0: Yep. Th- those are the five. Sweet oh. sour, salt, bitter, and umami. I think, um, I think
4: savory would have counted as yeah, umami. Yeah,
0: savory umami is kind of the same. It's That's the one that was added after the original four um, mm-hmm. that they had discussed. <laughs> Moving on to question 10 and ending... Round two, mercifully. Uh, following the assassination of her husband, this woman became the longest ruling female leader in her country's history. Oh, my gosh. These questions are so hard. I will give you a, a, a year range, uh, 1762 to 96. Oh, that helps. 1996?
2: 1762 <laughs> to 90. Yeah. 234 years. Yes. This is uh, Queen Methuselah. No. I think yeah. No.
0: It's not any
4: of those. It's not that country, at all. No.
1: Oh,
4: I couldn't. My best guess. And uh, you were thinking of English history, but we know that
1: that would have been like King, King George yeah. was
4: was head honcho during the Revolutionary War, which is not in the, which is in the uh, the range there. So it's what not about Scotland.
1: I wouldn't be able to name. Is that Queen Anne?
0: All right, we're locked in. Okay. We're in as well. All right, uh, Ken and Neil, what'd you guys say?
1: We just put Anne, Queen Anne.
0: Okay, Team Jesse. As in the furniture. Yeah, we said Queen Elizabeth. Uh, the answer is actually Catherine the Great. Oh, Catherine. Oh. Yeah. Um, in Russia.
1: Oh, Catherine. I didn't. Even, uh, yeah, I didn't even think about yeah, Russia. Okay. Yeah, we should have. Assassination should have been Russia in like the top three right there. <laughs> she didn't go against Vladimir Putin, so it was hard to. One, <laughs> two, three.
0: Man, what a terrible two rounds here. <laughs> After both rounds and the swing round, uh, we have Ken and Neil with 85 and Team Jesse with 65. What can I say? I learned a lot today. <laughs> <laughs> uh, again, my apologies. Um, if you guys are doing great at home, let us know. So. Oh, I'm sure they are. <laughs> I'm sure <laughs> I'm you sure, will. I'm sure everyone's got like
1: 200 at this point.
4: <laughs> All right, Matt, let's have your incredibly vague
0: categories no, for no, the no, final no. round. No, no, These categories are what they're supposed to be. Um, oh, oh, the vague ones are fun, though. I know. It's... I apologize. Uh, you know, I was running a little late today, and then I picked the hardest questions possible and va- <laughs> threw out the vague categories. Uh, the way the final round works, you guys can wager up to uh, the amount of points you've earned so far in any of the five categories um, from 0 to 30. Uh, guys ready to hear the categories? Sure. Yes. All right. Uh, category 1, Serial Champs. Category 2, One-Hit Wonders. Category 3, Collectibles. Category 4, music. And Category 5, foreign cartoons. All the wagers are in. You guys ready for the questions? Yeah, we're on such a hot streak. We figured we'd keep (laughs) going. All right. Question 1 in Cereal Champs. Despite not being known as a sweet cereal, Wheaties made this player the first NFL star to grace its box in the 1980s. Oh.
4: Shockingly, a Wheaties question. <laughs> I know nobody. We had we had no idea. <laughs> Got it. Okay.
0: Question two. One hit wonders Buckner and Garcia wrote this 1982 top ten hit, which is not actually about UPS employees using sick days. Okay. okay. In collectibles. In order to avoid a potential lawsuit, this Beanie Baby was retired in 1996, skyrocketing its value and causing my dad to think he had found his retirement fund. Question four, music. This band allegedly got their name from an episode of X-Files where there were 10 clones of a girl with the sixth one being a psycho. Yeah. And question five in foreign cartoons. In BART versus Australia, Homer threatened the members of parliament with what? So... The cereal one, he said, even though it's not a
1: sweet cereal, that'd be Walter Payton.
0: Um, the Beanie Baby
4: is definitely Tabasco. Okay. Music. I'd I always think. thought it was because of a, like it was a kid's toy and they didn't want it to be confused with tobacco, mm. but that was definitely the one that got retired, like right off the first run. So,
1: um, For the Bart, you you know the Simpsons. I don't know the Simpsons, but you said it was, what did Bart threaten the Australian Parliament uh, Homer
4: with? Homer threatens yeah. them.
1: So it's got to be something stupid because he's an idiot. So I've like,
4: seen the episode many a time. I'm just trying to remember, like the, a
1: dingo eating your baby,
4: or like steal their wigs. Like he makes fun of their wigs.
1: Uh huh. Threaten them. He
4: does a lot of stuff happens in that scene.
1: Uh, so this UPS person using suitcase. or no, that's the one hit wonder. Yeah. So UPS, I'm thinking brown, something brown.
4: Oh, that was one hit wonder.
1: Yeah. So something brown because they're known as brown UPS workers. Taking a sick day? What would a sick day...
4: Or like Delivery Men.
1: Retraining Men? But no, that's that was written by Paul Deli- Schaefer.
4: Delivery Men or something.
1: Delivery Men? Something about... Uh, Deliver.
4: Return to Sender.
1: Who sang Cult of Personality? That's too late.
5: I oh, forget
4: it. What about Alice in Chains? Yeah, that's gotta be it. Right?
1: Or Jane's Addiction? No. Alice in Chains?
4: Yeah, maybe they locked her up.
1: Yeah, that seems like because they came out so early though. But I mean, it's a good, it's a good guess. When
4: up X Files run,
1: 90s, like maybe like 91 to.
4: If it's 91, it's possible. Could, it, it might be. I late. feel like they were like 92. Yeah, maybe even late 80s. If you okay,
0: we're we're done. <laughs> if If you want the alternative for one hit wonder question, I can give that one too.
4: We get we get the clue too. Yeah.
0: Okay. Uh, so one hit wonders Buckner and Garcia wrote this 1982 top 10 hit which is not actually about football players from Green Bay using sick days.
1: Hey there, I'm Dylan Lewis, one of the hosts of Motley Fool Money. Each weekday on Motley Fool Money, we talk through the business news you need to know and the stories moving stocks on Wall Street. On weekends, we dive into the industry shaping tomorrow and host the experts, authors, and executives that understand them. Tune in for insights, a long-term perspective on investing, and of course, stock ideas, plenty of them. To quote a listener, it pays to listen. Check us out and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts.
0: You can spend less time staying in the know about all things gaming and get more time to actually play the games you love with the IGN Daily Update Podcast. All you need is a few minutes to hear the latest from IGN on the world of video games, movies, and television with news, previews, and reviews. You'll hear everything from Comic-Con coverage to the huge Diablo 4 launch. So listen and subscribe to the IGN Daily Update wherever you get your podcasts. That's the IGN Daily Update wherever you get your podcasts. All right. Both teams are locked in. Um, So just go through these uh, one by one. In Serial Champs, the wagers were five for Neil and Ken and ten for Team Jesse. Neil and Ken, what did you guys say?
1: Uh, we went with Walter Payton.
0: Okay. Team Jesse? He is pretty sweet
2: in the of the year. Uh, it, it seems like you guys, I don't know if you've noticed or not, but a, a weirdly high number of your sports questions end up being Lions or Lions related. So I said Barry Sanders.
0: Uh, uh, the answer was Walter Payton, sweetness oh. himself.
2: Sweetness, okay. Yeah,
0: so he was the first one. Uh, question two, which you guys had a, a little bit of trouble with. you can say that to to say it lightly uh five points for ken and neil 10 for team jesse let's start with ken and neil again did you guys come up with anything
4: man we just had no idea so Mm -hmm. uh, we went with mr postman which is like a 60s
1: song (laughs) yeah there's a there was like a pac-man song i thought but i don't know what that one's called so
0: team jesse
2: nothing good uh we picked up on when you said packers so we just said vacation packers that's not even a song i don't think
0: all right. So there was a Pac-Man song uh, involving sick days. Maybe you have a fever. The answer is Pac-Man, Pac-Man fever. fever.
1: I I didn't even put. I knew there was a Pac-Man song, but I thought that had nothing to do with the clue
0: <laughs> from the <laughs> 1980s one-hit wonder.
1: But I just well, when when they were kept saying packaging, I was like, well, there's a Pac-Man song, but I didn't know it had anything to do with fever. Yeah, but it was actually a
0: top ten hit. Hmm. If so. you say so. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> My sheet says so, and that's all that matters. <laughs> All right, moving on to collectibles. Uh, 20 points for Ken and Neil on this one, betting big. Uh, Team Jesse with 10. Uh, Team Jesse, what did you guys say?
2: We said a snake. <laughs>
0: guys, uh, not not owning a lot of Beanie Babies, I take it? No. No. <laughs> okay, Ken and Neil?
4: I actually uh, had one of this, uh, this particular Beanie Baby, and I defiled it by taking the tag off and mm-hmm. getting them all grubby, but his name was Tabasco.
0: His name was Tabasco the Bull. Uh, the oh. t- Tabasco company threatened to sue, uh, so they changed his name to, I believe it was Snort. Was but, he a little uh, red? That is guy correct. Like and he had ones? little, little yeah, white he, feet. Yeah, he was a red, yeah, red I bull. I had that one. Oh, yeah. I did. I had him too. Okay. Everyone the, had the one
4: that. with the white feet was Snort.
0: Yeah, the one with the black feet was the one that was worth money, I believe. I think oh, he was I just all that. red. Or he was all red. Yeah.
4: yeah. And those things were kind of fun. Yeah. <laughs> Just think about like how satisfying they were to like hold in your hand with the beans. Do you remember was, I remember those guys were fun.
1: as a kid you would drive around and you would see people in front of you, a car in front of you and we'd have oh. Beanie Babies lined up in the back window.
4: You got to give it
0: to them. That, that was a that was yeah. a brilliant uh product. When my uh when my grandma died, she actually left me her entire uh, Beanie Baby collection oh, and wow. uh, I have roughly four thousand beanie babies in the attic right now could you sell those please and finance our program <laughs> yeah sell <laughs> yeah. them yeah yeah one by one that's what i'll for all of our 50 dollar patreon <laughs> subscribers i'll, I'll, I'll send s- you a beanie i'll sell Baby. them all for 20 <laughs> how about that that sounds like a deal all right question four uh so we had wagers of five for ken and neil and going big with 20 for team jesse Uh, Oh, gross! You did. It seemed like you did not have an answer for this one. What did you say for
2: any of these?
0: Uh, (laughs) Uh, Did you come up with anything or no?
2: Yeah, we said nine clones and a psycho.
0: (laughs) Nine clones and a psycho. All right. Sounds
2: like it's almost right.
4: Uh, We were hoping that the sixth clone is named Alice and that she was in chains. So Alice in chains. Yeah.
0: If I I said that all the girls were named Eve, would that help at all? Oh, Eve
1: six swallow my pride <laughs>
4: choke on the rinds yeah that is that
1: uh is, it makes so much sense yeah because allison Chains was way too early i believe yeah. for that but the eve
0: six is yeah
4: Are you, i was so? just thinking about eve six yesterday <laughs> that's a solid song I have been that I thinking didn't. about him today
0: it's a good album uh familiar with eve six team jesse at all no not at all no
3: but nine clones and a psycho oh, I,
4: I do recommend checking out their self-titled album it's actually pretty good
3: yeah okay
0: so if you get nothing out of this episode, maybe you have something to listen to later. <laughs> so yeah, Certainly well, yeah. won't be getting any points. I don't yeah. know.
4: And also you gave us the episode title of uh, Nine Clones and a Psycho. Thank you. <laughs> nice. We
0: appreciate it. All right. Uh, and I have to throw a Simpsons question in pretty much every single game. Uh, it's because it's what I do. Uh, Neil and Ken betting 20. Uh, Team Jesse with five. Team Jesse, what did you guys say?
2: Said a broken Duff beer bottle. <laughs> right. Very violent. All right. Ken and Neil? So as I said to Neil
4: when we were discussing I think the punishment they want to inflict on Bart Is uh, giving him the boot And uh, I think Homer wrestles the boot away And threatens them with their
0: own boot <laughs> And the answer is a boot Yes <laughs> <laughs> uh, It's a classic episode Bart vs. Australia I recommend It took me I a minute
4: to, to remember that And uh, to our Australia listeners <laughs> <laughs>
2: Is that a uh, preferred method of punishment? Yeah does The Simpsons count as a foreign
0: cartoon? Well, it's or... in a foreign country. It's like okay, a foreign, foreign policy among cartoons. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> which it happened, it didn't happen in the U.S. Embassy, which would have made it a domestic cartoon. Mm. That's true. So that's how that works. So after the final round, uh, coming in second place today. So that's something to celebrate. <laughs> Seems that- like. <laughs> Team Jesse, coming Sol- silver up, silver medal, coming up just a little short with ten points, uh, <laughs> but but not the goose egg. So so that's that's
2: something. That too. was intentional.
0: That was intentional. Uh, and Ken and Neil coming up as our cream of the crop with one hundred and twenty points. I am the cream in the World Wrestling Federation.
1: Yeah, that was a hard game. Uh, we were pretty much neck and neck the whole game. There, it just turned around in the final round. Yeah,
4: yeah, nicely done. Yeah, and thanks for joining us, you guys. I hope you had fun.
2: Yeah, we
0: did. It was <laughs> we were, a blast. We were able to glean some fun from this. No, was it really was sad. it was
4: a very hard game.
0: Hey, yeah, all we, can, sure all we can
1: all we
2: can with our uh, goofy schedule today.
1: Oh, no, I was going to say hopefully uh, the game was more fun than sitting in the DMV. Yeah. If,
2: if definitely. I, some of those questions were comparable, I would say, yeah.
1: but <laughs> uh, is there anything you guys like to talk about or plug or anything like that? No. I got a buddy that does a
2: podcast. Yeah, his, there you go. Yeah. Is, uh, James Rogers, he does a podcast about running. It's called uh, Hooray Run Podcast.
1: It's good. <laughs> cool. Yeah, let's, uh, do, we'll, do you yeah.
4: listen to it while you run?
2: You can. Yeah. It's, it's, about, it like... it's about runners. He actually, one of the people he had as a guest was a writer for The Simpsons. Oh, so awesome. Well, yeah. Yeah,
1: yeah. It would be really cool if he did uh, an actual marathon while podcasting. While podcasting. <laughs> a live sure things 24. To focus on. Yeah. Live podcast.
4: Yeah. Both are hard enough on their own <laughs> if you add them together.
1: Thank you to Jesse and Jesse for joining us. Uh, Jesse is one of our uh, favorite Patreon subscribers. He's always interacting with us uh, on the private pages uh, after bonus episodes, uh, most notably his uh, enjoyment of mitochondriana, which no, no one here in the studio appreciated, but Jesse did. So thank you. <laughs> I did appreciate it. Uh, so yeah, if you'd like to join Jesse and uh, be a Patreon subscriber for bonus content uh, and some other things that we do over there, uh, make sure to go to patreon.com slash trivialitypodcast and uh, become one of our champions for different perks. Uh, we're going to be uh, rolling out a new perk at the uh, $50 level, which is going to be the universal champion. Uh, so we're not sure exactly what's going to be under that level, but if you have any suggestions of what you would like it to be, uh, anything short of having us come over and cook for you, um, let us know because uh, obviously I don't think any of us can cook and uh, probably wouldn't want to travel to you to cook. So, um, But uh, yeah, make sure to go to patreon.com slash trivialitypodcasts. And uh, Ken, how about you talk about uh, our question submissions? at TrivialityPodcast at gmail.com
4: uh, Please submit questions at TrivialityPodcast at <laughs> Perfect. Also
0: subscribe to our podcast and like and review we like all of those things uh, and again thanks for all the support it's been uh, you know coming up almost on over a year or about a year now on doing this and we've had a lot of support from you guys so we really do appreciate it um, and that will wrap it up for today uh, so on behalf of Ken and Neil uh my name is Matt, and that was Triviality. I would swallow my pride, I would trope on the rhymes, but the lack thereof would leave me empty inside. Swallow my doubt, turn it inside, I'll find nothing but faith in nothing. Wanna put my tender heart in a blender watch to spin
5: round to a beautiful oblivion.